I'm here with some wonderful people. Dan Willis, John Evanzini, James Payne, Mike Smalley, and Jim Sonero and Bruce, all of us are in this room, and we want to, I want to talk to you. We actually all want to talk to you because what God is doing right now in the world, it's so important for us to understand. But first, thank you for joining me. I tried to do this in the car today, and we got here too quick, and I had to stop. So, but Lord, we thank you for what you're, you're about to show us. Yes. To you be the glory, the honor, and the praise. Amen, amen. We want to talk to you about the Ukraine and Russia and how this developing situation mm -hmm. that's becoming more and more dangerous fits in with prophecy because it fits in massively. And tonight we're here in a praise-a-thon. Tonight I was sharing live uh, about the situation and these wonderful gentlemen listened to a lot I said. But I want to just start, and by the way, can you just let them know we are taping? Yeah. So uh, I want to start with just helping you understand the picture now as Putin has increased the threat. What does that mean? Well, it means the exodus of the Jewish people out of Europe. This is why this is important prophetically. When this war started, Israel made an announcement to the Jewish people in the Ukraine to come home. And as of yesterday, I think 3,000 already landed in Israel. This is big news, big news right now. And there's probably another 20,000 or more, maybe even more, to go. Uh, we don't know the numbers. I'm sure they do. But from what I'm hearing, there'll be up to 20,000 that will immigrate to Israel. But I think it could go even higher than that. Why? Because of the threat. Uh, and, you know, it really was a threat to, to, to say uh, that uh, he's increasing the alert to uh, high alert and also uh, nuclear weapons are on high alert and now the jewish people all over europe are going to start thinking what do i do god said in his word that the jews will go back to the holy land right before the coming of the messiah the lord whom we love and we all you know have have waited for that to happen now Israel today is the only country on earth with the majority of the Jewish people for the first time in its history. I'm telling you what, I can shout, but I'm going to behave myself because this is one of the greatest prophecies in the Word of God. I will bring you home. It started in 48, and now it continues. And we've had like moments when we saw a lot of them come back home, like with the Soviet Union, or just before the Soviet Union fell, and after it fell, millions of Russian and Eastern European Jews came home, but a lot of them stayed. Now, look what's happening. Now God is forcing them out to go back to it, to Israel. The next, uh, European Jews. And I'm gonna, gonna say that we are gonna see 
uh, a lot happening in France. France, because the, uh, there's more Jews in France probably than other European countries. There's a large population of Jewish people. And let me tell you something. The president of France, about a year ago, made a statement to the Jewish people of France. He said, you can't leave. We need you. Wow. Why? Economically. Wow. He, listen, Europe is going to lose economically when those yeah. people leave. Yeah. And who will gain? Israel. When the, when the Jewish people left what then was the Soviet Union, one in ten was a scientist. Wow. One in ten really? that left were scientists. Wow. One in six was a doctor. Really? Oh, yeah. And they said, we would rather uh, clean the streets, mop uh, uh, with, with brooms, I mean, than stay in, at that time, their countries. That's why Israel today is the leading nation with technology, because of them. Now, uh, the president of France is about to lose the Jewish people that have made France what it is. The best doctors, scientists, business people in France, Jews. So what does it mean for Bible prophecy? Mm -hmm. It means exactly what God said. If you read Ezekiel 38, we were talking about Ezekiel 38 tonight, Mm -hmm. and I was focusing with them on verse 11 and 13, which talks about peace in Israel before the invasion takes place that is mentioned in that chapter. And it's happening before our, our eyes right, right now. Mm-hmm. The Arab nations are making peace. The king of Bahrain a few days ago said, peace will come now between them and the Palestinians. And, and the Bible talks about unwalled villages, total rest and peace. That is coming as sure as I see Chad sitting and holding that phone and you gentlemen and dear ladies here in this room. Peace will come between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Why? Because the Palestinians need Israel more in the future than now. Because they are are losing financial support from the Persian Gulf nations. Slowly, but it's increasing. And Israel is, is increasing in their relationship with the Arab nations, and more of them now will be joining. And there's a lot of talk now between them and the Indonesians. So a lot of things, and they, of course, you know, you know, Indonesia is not in the Middle East. It is the largest Muslim country on earth. That has a lot to do with prophecy. When the largest Muslim country on earth makes peace with Israel, that's big news for the whole world. But back to what I was saying earlier, the Jewish people will go to Israel by mass, by large numbers. Unless God intervenes in this situation, we see it coming down, It'll, it'll, it'll slow things down. I don't think it will. Why? Because Putin is determined to keep uh, the Ukraine from joining NATO, mm-hmm. from, uh, from Sweden joining NATO, and from Finland joining NATO. Because joining NATO means that uh, NATO missiles will be on Russia's borders. And he doesn't want that. And he, by the way, asked a question, a very smart question even himself, day before yesterday. He said, what would you do if, if, if we installed missiles 
on the Canadian border with the U.S. Mm -hmm. He said, what would you do if we installed missiles in Mexico on the, on the borders of, uh, of, actually, he said, you know, in California and Texas? Mm -hmm. uh, and naturally, you think, well, you know, we won't like it. And his thing is, well, you want uh, the Ukraine to join NATO, so missiles would be on our borders, and we won't allow it. And it's really, in his mind, it's the diminishing of the then Soviet Union that he wants to build uh, or rebuild. So, but saying all that still, you know, we can dismiss all this because it's really politics and this and that. But how does it fit with the Bible is what I care about, or what we all care about, what you care about. Yes. How does it fit with the Bible? Well, a few ways. Number one, it, 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 it brings Ezekiel 38 a whole lot closer because now we are, we are seeing the Arab nations unite. And by the way, I said something from the platform that the Russian-Ukrainian situation is creating a situation in the Arab-Israeli relationships that is very, very positive. Here's what they're seeing. America is not supporting the Ukrainians militarily. Mm -hmm. They're all wondering, well, why aren't you helping them more? Mm -hmm. You're just putting sanctions. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you doing more? And the Arabs are saying, hey, we, we better watch for our own future. Mm -hmm. If America forsook them, mm -hmm. they may forsake us mm -hmm. from Iran, with Iran. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So now who do we depend on? Israel. Mm -hmm. And Israel has been helping them build up their military, but especially agriculture. The Israeli, Israeli technology, which is mainly what, is, what was called the dripping system invented by Israelis, has been given to the Saudis that they are using it now to turn the deserts of Saudi Arabia into fruitful fields. No, no. Well, why not make peace with Israel if they're giving you all that technology and helping with your economy wow. And the economies of the Arab world that are losing oil, mm -hmm. their oil is depleting. Mm -hmm. And now Israel, just recently, discovered more oil on the shores of the Mediterranean than what is in all of the Arab world. Mm -hmm. Say that again, Pastor. They have discovered more oil reserves mm -hmm. in the northern part of the Med, right there where the Lebanese-Israeli border is. Mm -hmm. And, and and further down south, then more oil than all the oil in the Arab Middle Eastern world. Good God Almighty. Yeah. Wow. And more gas. Wow. Israel now is is becoming an ac a gas, I, I should say, export nation. Mm -hmm. And they're they're about to sell uh, gas to Europe. And they're they're giving gas, by the way, to Jordan. Really? They are giving it. Well, why not make peace, more peace for the Arab nations? They're saying, why not make peace and more nations joining this? It started with, you know, Sadat back in the 70s, then Jordan with King Hussein. And now it continued with the Abraham, you know, uh, Accords. And it's continuing now where the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, it came out in the news, was having conversations on the phone with Bibi Netanyahu and presently with Bennett the new Prime Minister of, of mm -hmm. Israel. Mm -hmm. So it fulfills prophecy because it says very clearly in verse 11 and 13, peace. Mm -hmm. 
no more walls, no more uh, war, no more trouble between them and the Arabs. That is happening right now. The second thing that is also prophecy is they're coming for a spoil, these nations in Ezekiel 38, but the spoil is going to get a lot bigger now because of the European Jews coming. With the, the greatest uh, treasure is what? It's right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's their talents. It's their, no, it's their knowledge. Knowledge is more important than gold because it produces gold. It produces wealth. Guys, Israel, sweet people, Israel, before the Russian Jews came, Israel was very weak economically. They did not have the aero missiles. They did not have the missiles that can shoot with accuracy now, all the missiles that came against them. Think about 4,000 missiles shot at Israel a few months ago. Every one of them knocked out of the air. The only ones they did not shoot out of the air are those that were falling in open areas. Yeah. For the first time in the history of humanity, 4,000 missiles didn't touch nobody. That's a lot of rockets not affecting people's lives. But the Iron Dome? Yeah, but they're now inventing what is called David's sling. Oh. And David's sling is more powerful than the than the Iron Dome. Really? Because it shoots nuclear missiles out. What? Like what? David and Goliath. It can shoot them in space. They are now almost ready to test that and laser. Their laser technology is leading the world. They can shoot. They have been, they've been ex my God, I'm off the shot. It's exciting for us as believers to see prophecy fulfilled like this, guys. They have invented laser, listen here, laser weaponry that can shoot missiles for very little money. Do you know how much it, it cost them for every rocket to, that, that shot all those 4,000 4, or so? 100,000 apiece. A piece. A hundred, every time that rocket went out, it was $100,000. That's why they were asking the U.S. for billions of dollars to replenish what they lost. Guess what it's going to cost for laser? I can't. Five dollars. Oh, my God. Five dollars. Wow. As opposed to 100000 Exactly. Did you know that, Chad? No, sir. They were spending 100000 shooting those things, you know, you know, from the air that came from Gaza. Now laser drops it to only five dollars, a few dollars. I could buy one of those. Knowledge, knowledge. knowledge. It's knowledge. their knowledge. knowledge, and you and you see the the brilliant. But but when did this all begin? When the Russian Jews came back, oh. they brought that with them. Wow. I just told you, one in ten were scientists, and we still don't know how many of the Jews coming out of the Ukraine are scientists. Because they are the brain. Who are, who, who are the people that gave America its space program? Who were? Jews from Europe. Einstein was a Jew from Germany. And all the programs given to the United States that affected their space programs were given by Jews. 
that fled Nazism. Because European Jews are the smartest people on earth. Always have been. And the descendants of, their, uh, of, of these people are now in America. They came from Europe. Look, look, look at their last names. Yeah. Quite simple, huh? Okay. So now you have more of them coming to Israel. And isn't it amazing they're not going to America anymore? from Europe. They did years ago. And now more and more American Jews are going back to Israel and making Aliyah. By the way, Aliyah means going higher, meaning to Jerusalem. That's all it means. So now we are seeing these prophecies. Arabs are making peace. Jews are going back and more of them. It's like an acceleration. Like God said, I will do a quick work in the last days. So God uses the wrath of man to praise his name. The wrath of man to praise his name. That's what it says in the Bible. But now here's here's the 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 big thing that is is about to break loose. And that is what nations will do in response to seeing weakness in America's deterrence. What nations will do? What will China do? What will North Korea do? What will Iran do? What will Venezuela do? In the Western, in the Western world, in South America. What will others do that are not exactly friendly with the US? They will be emboldened to make moves they've never made before. Because perception is everything. It's, I, and I've been telling you that for days. It's not about facts, it's about perception. What did Putin say? Raise the deterrence. We, the, it's all about deterrence. How do you deter an enemy that you think is gonna harm you? You build your force. You build your military. You, you, you do what he's trying to do now. Right or wrong, it doesn't matter. What matters is he understands deterrence. The U.S. is losing deterrence. Now, I don't believe it's actually factual that, they're, that they are weak or weaker. The, the U.S. is not weak. The U.S. is still the strongest nation on earth. The problem is perception. It's all about perception. Do you know that Egypt in 1967 was a stronger army than Israel, but the perception was weak. They're weak. They had more tanks, more missiles, more aircrafts, more soldiers. The the, the Arabs had many more uh, uh, tanks and planes and so on than the Israelis. Israel used all of its air force to defeat four armies. Only three were left behind to protect the nation. Egypt had many more planes, many more tanks. So the, the facts were they're stronger, but they weren't stronger when it came to the way they were, they were perceived. Perception. They were perceived as weak, wow. even though they had more planes, more tanks, more this, more that. It doesn't mean anything. It means how do you view them? They attack them with less planes less tanks, less guns, less soldiers, because they were perceived weak. So perception is everything. 
You understand that? So if you ever study the 67 war and the 73 war, you will notice one thing, that the Arabs had many more soldiers, many more of everything. But what Israel knew is what caused them to attack or hold back. And they were seen as weak. In not decisive, they lost deterrence with their ways. Their, their generals did not make quick decisions. Wow. The Israelis made quick decisions. Wow. So they knew, okay, you can be strong in this and this, but you don't have what, what it takes to come out to come as strong. And then Sadat had you know had had to change that uh, in the in the Yom Kippur war. And they still saw him as weak. Moshe Dayan said, the general of Israel, they'll never attack. They don't they have it, they don't have it in you know in them. But he was wrong. They regained what? Deterrence. Mm -hmm. What happened? Deterrence. Peace. Because peace is made from from a position of strength, not weakness. Yeah. So now what we are we are seeing is America losing what? Perception in deterrence. That's a very dangerous thing that's happening, because that will embolden China to take over Taiwan, embolden China to gain in artificial intelligence against the U.S. They will lead the world in artificial intelligence. And that's more dangerous than Taiwan. Because it's gonna affect you. Affect you, affect you, affect all of us sitting in this room. Affect you. If they, if they attack Taiwan, it'll shake uh, people in that part of the world. It may shake economies left, left and right, but it's not gonna affect the, your average American. Maybe he'll be interested, not interested, who knows? But artificial intelligence, that's a whole different world. You know why, right? Do you know why? Artificial, I'm asking you. AI. AI, yeah, but do, but you know why if they gain that, you will lose? No. Okay. It's gained through information. Okay. Every time you go to the store, mm -hmm. every time you go to the dentist, every time you buy a certain thing, it's recorded. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's called data, 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 mm -hmm. data. Now that means control mm -hmm. because information is power. Mm -hmm. Okay? And now they're also going for facial recognition. Yeah. Which means if you're not doing certain things, they'll know about it before you do. And it, it, they can shut your bank account right. with facial recognition. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to scare you. Artificial intelligence means, means total control mm. of the human race. Mm. Mark of the way, yeah. Total control, meaning China can control the world. Wow. In, a, in a, more ways than you, you, you would ever imagine. And, and, and Putin said it a few months back, and he, and he was right. He said, the nation that leads in artificial intelligence will rule the world. And the Chinese are. And now what you have is, you have a new uh, strengthened relationship between the, uh, the Russians and the Chinese because of America pulling back from, from China and Russia. In the past, Richard Nixon was smart. He went to meet with Mao Zedong in China, befriended the Chinese,
to pull him away from the Russians. And, and he succeeded. That weakened the Russians because the Chinese now were getting closer to the U.S. What's happening today? America has moved away from both and they're getting closer, which is more dangerous to, to the whole world. It puts the whole world in a new place. The whole map of the world is changing before our eyes very, very quickly. In fact, scarily quickly. Wow. It's too, it's, it's, it's frightening. It, this should people, should cause them to, to say, oh dear Lord. But we believers, here's the good news of all this. We are about to be blessed beyond, world, beyond anything we've seen ever in the history Amen. of the church. Amen. Why? Because God is about to repeat what he did in Egypt. And that's what I said earlier. God blessed Israel in the worst times of the history of the world of the day. Yeah. Think about ten plagues wiping a superpower out. And at the same time, God blessing his people there in Egypt. I was telling these men today and the people on the on the praise-a-thon think about all the animals that god blessed while the plagues were falling in israel yeah. in goshen among the jewish people while the cattle of the egyptians were being destroyed the cattle of the of of the israelites was multiplying so much so that when the tabernacle was was constructed they brought 30 truckloads of animals a day to be sacrificed a day a day 30 truckloads of animals were sacrificed every single day in the desert. The two places you should not prosper in is during plagues and the desert. And they prospered in both way more than they did after they entered the promised land when they sinned it was all over. And you, you, you hear about famines after famines after famines hitting the promised land after the Israelis went in. And yet God blessed them more in the desert and God bless them more in Egypt because they did not fail him in giving. And I said one thing, I'm going to say it again. They failed in every other area except giving. In the desert, in the wilderness, when they came out of Egypt, they brought to God those offerings every single day. God blessed them more in the desert while it should not have been the place to be blessed. More in Egypt when it should not have been the place to be blessed because of their giving. So Israel failed God in every area except one, giving. And that's why God blessed them in Egypt and in the desert. Jesus. Think about God said, no one will appear before me empty. Empty handed. That's what he said. But then they forsook all that when they got into the promised land. Yeah. Yeah. They began to worship other, you know, other, you know, other gods. Mm -hmm. And the, and, and. What happened? Famines and judgment hit them. So the God we serve is very serious about giving. And, and you have to remember this, that God blessed them in such amazing ways in Egypt and when they left Egypt so massively, even when the conditions didn't fit. They should not have prospered in Egypt with the plagues all, all around them. They shouldn't have prospered in the desert. There's nothing there. Mm. But God gave them more wealth Jesus. during those times because of their giving. That's incredible. That's what got you all, all excited. That's what did it. You Isaiah 43, 19. Rivers, in the, rivers in the wilderness. Rivers in the desert. When you talk tonight, Pastor Benny, about 
the reason why uh, Putin does not want or, you know, uh, Ukraine to go into NATO. That was so powerful. You, because you know everybody doesn't follow like you know you follow. So they're wondering why, and it is that the NATO situation. And you also talked about a couple of other things tonight when you were. Well, I mean, you know, I wish I I, I had more more time to to talk about this today. But I'm giving enough information. We will continue talking about this as this oh, thing powerful. keeps going around Ooh. us because people are you know afraid and scared. One telecast alone, a rerun had over 250-something thousand views because people want to know. And I want to keep you informed because my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But when you have knowledge, you have peace. Come on, Pastor. Yeah. And so we're going to pray with you right now that God would keep you, bless you, and bring revival in every area of your life because at times of darkness is when the church shines. Lord, come on, let's all pray. Bless Lord, there's a lot of wonderful agreement here among these men of God with me. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Blessings untold in this season. Glory untold in this season. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mighty power, Lord. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. You said we are the head, we're not the tail. We are above, we're not beneath. We are blessed going in, blessed coming out. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Well, you know what to do now. And you sweet people also in Chicago. I'm talking to more than one group. I'm talking to our people. I'm talking to John Evans people. I'm talking to your people at the same time. Giving is the only thing today that will keep us safe yeah. financially. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it that. kept Israel safe in Egypt and the desert. Mm. Even when they disobeyed God and other things. They obeyed him in one thing. And God kept his promise because he gives seed to, to the, the sower. sower. Say that part again, you said it. He does not give seed to the Christian. That's not what the Bible says. If he gave seed to the Christian, everybody would be prospered. He gives seed to the sower. That's it. You cannot be blessed. You know, uh, you you were talking about uh, Dr. Rod. um, John Evanzini. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Evanzini was talking about Rob Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Rob Thompson said something some years ago so powerful. He said, somebody asked him one time, well, can you pray for me to prosper? And the first thing he asked them was, are you a giver? And they said, no. And he said, then you're supposed to be broke. I can't pray for you. You're supposed to be broke. Exactly. He gives seed Abba, to, the sower. to the sower. That's what it says. We all love, we no all love Daniel. Come. He's the pastor of the largest multicultural church today in Chicago. You're looking at him. Well, I'm a train wreck compared to you, Pastor Benny. But I'm, a, I'm the freak show. But one thing I know for sure, for sure, he gives seed to the sower. Bishop Payne taught me that. Yes. And Lord, we all agree for a harvest. Yes. All these oh, men have yes. a mighty anointing on them for that. We agree for a harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to invite these wonderful men to come and be with me soon, often, because we're going to need their their anointing Amen. for prosperity. Okay, now you, you can give on the platform you're watching on, and you can give on the platform you're watching on. You can give on the one you're, you're, you are watching on, and you can also text it. It's all there for you, for use with people, BHM45777, or go to our website. Use with people over there can go to their website and do the same thing. Or you can give to Pastor Benny Hinn right now. 
You are a sweetie. I thank you. I love you too. What you're doing. Nobody's teaching us what you're teaching us. Nobody. I, we done sowed seed into folks who didn't know their head from a hole in the ground. And seriously. And you're teaching us what will protect us during this period of time. Oh, it will. So that's what you have to sow into. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm talking on your TV okay. show now. But that's what you have to sow into. We've, we've all sown he's into been, He's been watching us in Chicago on Let's See. Let's See, yeah. Yeah, but we're, we're actually adding another network now, so thank God. Yeah, Love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Channel what? Channel 367 in Chicago is where you can see Pastor Benny. Well, in Chicago. Shalom. I'll see you tomorrow. And listen, you keep praying that God Almighty will fulfill His will. And watch all those precious people of God going back to Israel. That's prophecy happening before our eyes. I'll see you tomorrow.